With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, very nice first hour of the show. We've got lots more still to come for you now, though. Between 8 and 9 o'clock this morning, we're going to have Russell Hansen on the show to talk about his report into Macquarie Point Stadium. Toby Nankervis, too. I caught up with him during the week, the Richmond co-captain, so we'll play that for you a little later. He didn't brush it this time? No, he's good. Okay. It's good. Um... Uh, but first, we haven't talked about the cricket this morning, Tim. No, we haven't got there. Good no, win by the Aussies. Yeah, great win. Oof. Great win. And the super um, sub, Marnus Labuschagne, comes in at not, number eight and wins the game. Not a super sub, the super sub. The super sub. If you ever have a player concussed, the man you want walking into bat is Marnus. <laughs> he's making a career out of it. As you, his test career took off from the Steve Smith retirement. Yep. And potentially, he's just got himself in a World Cup, or certainly in contention after the nasty blow to, to Cam Green last night. We'll get to that in a sec, but you, you said it off air before. What would he be like off the ground, knowing someone's just been concussed? He would have been itching to get out there. Oh, he would have been <laughs> He would have been hoping, hoping that he wasn't too badly hurt, Yeah, but hoping he retired so he got a hit. <laughs> and it was interesting because he, when he was initially hit, he was the first bloke out there <laughs> with the drinks as well. And then, so again, to be able to go from the mindset of, I'm having a day off today, feed up, I'm running a few drinks. Yep. To switch on like that in an international game of cricket, go out and perform and win your team the game that you weren't even starting in, mm. shows again the, the confidence he's got in his own ability. And we spoke about it a little bit with um, Ariane Titmus ages yes. ago, is those high quality performing athletes are the best in the world. They have the mindset that they are just ready to go. A three-wicket win in the end. He came in at number eight, Marnus. So Green went off two down. Yep. And he came in at eight and then... Yeah, I'm not sure how that worked because I remember in the test, he, I'm pretty sure he went straight in. Mm. I could be wrong. Um, I remember so, he's not that great of it, to be honest. But So he's hit an unbeaten 80, not in the World Cup squad of 15. He's in your... Not at the moment. Your world. Not at the moment. You the, had him in. Yeah, these are provisional squads yeah. until the 28th. 28th. So, so he, all the teams that are playing at the moment, I would imagine they had to name a squad. I don't think, I don't think they were wrapped that they had to name a squad. But they had to. So they name it. And obviously, they try and name it as close to mm. what they think they will go with. Mm-hmm. But they'll also be using the next month to experiment. We saw Tim David come into the squad. Marnus got an opportunity last night. So if you looked at the Australian side, don't worry about the World Cup squad. If you looked at the side they picked last night, it had Josh Inglis batting at one, two, three, four, five. So that tells me right now or before last night the Australian selectors and coaching staff see Josh Inglis not only as the backup wicket keeper but they see him as a better one day middle order option than Marnus mm-hmm. now Marnus goes out and performs under pressure again like he always does last night does that now change that well yeah Tim yeah. David's in the squad in South Africa he's not in the 15 if he comes out and blasts them does that change it but, but again, I think what, what I saw last night was what I thought we'd see with the team they did select is I think something similar that they will pick in a World Cup with their bowling attack. Two genuine fast bowlers in Hazelwood and Abbott. All-rounders 
Stoinis and Green and two spinners. So you're going two quicks, two all-rounders, two spinners, six bowling options, plus a Glenn Maxwell when he's back in the side. Well, speaking of Marnus, here's what you had to say about him a few shows ago. Um, but I think if Marnus is playing at his absolute best and we can get him back to that, then I'd have him certainly in the squad in case, you know, games are 250 and you need some real batting skill to get you over the line. So you had Marnus and Tim David in your team as opposed to Abbott and Inglis, which were in the yep. 15? Yeah, and, and again, the reasons for that were if the wickets are flat, I want Tim David to come out at seven or wherever I need him in the order, effectively, but I'll probably pick him in the team named at seven. If the wickets aren't flat, like last night, and then that wicket in South Africa wasn't doing heaps, but the players now play so much on those T20 pitches that don't do anything. If you give the bowlers half a sniff, I think 50 over cricket's a much better game. Like 250, 230 is a better game than 360 for me to watch. So if it is flat as anything in India, Tim David's my man. I'm picking him because you're going to need power at the back end to get huge totals. If it's skill, like last night, 220 plays 220. Manus Labuschagne one of the best three batters in the world. You have to have him there. You have to have him there. He hasn't got the power to get 370, mm-hmm. but he will win you games like that more than just about anyone in that team last night, barring Steve Smith, who wasn't there. They're the two guys that will chase you 220 to 250 eight times out of 10. That's why I have to have him in my squad. And to t- come out of that, I said before, I, I wouldn't have Josh Inglis in there because I don't think we need a reserve keeper anymore. I think I can fly him there tomorrow if needed. However, they obviously see him as a better middle-order option than Marnus at the moment. And the other one I said was I probably wouldn't have Sean Abbott there because if you take him out of that team last night, you've got Pat Cummins yep. and Mitchell Stark. So if we're going two quicks, two all-rounders, two spinners as our bowling mix with Maxwell... You're always going to have a quick on the sidelines. You don't need two. Give me the two batters there, please. Cricket Australia has confirmed that Cam Green has undergone a precautionary scan and entered an eight-day concussion protocol. He'll be un- uh, likely be unavailable until the fifth ODI against South Africa on September That was nasty. 17. It was nasty. Nasty little cut behind his ear. And it and made me feel a bit sick, actually, when I watched it a bit closer this morning because it was it, it is... Perilously close to where Philip Hughes got hit, mm. and just again shows how dangerous cricket could be. I'd be interested to see because I know the Grey Nichols helmets have those bars on them. Whether it was that that actually protected him and the bars cut him, or the ball snuck through into that really dangerous zone. I hope it, I hope it was the bars doing their job because otherwise that helmet needs to be looked at, and we need yeah. more protection around the sort yes. of back of the year because as we've seen, it can be catastrophic. Absolutely. Now, bizarre, probably one of the more bizarre texts we've had here on the Kia Tassie open line has just rolled in. Uh, it's from someone with no name attached. So, again, please t- tell us who you are and where you're listening to us from. We'd love to know that. But it says, I can't wait for our own team to support. Maybe I've been thinking about it too much, but I have had a thought of a sponsor, the new airline. Even see if they can have a modified plane with exercise bikes and treadmills up, even better, rowing machines bolted down at the back of the plane to keep the team limber during the long flights with away games. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be Bonza? And I would say it would be a first for a team to have their own plane with exercise equipment. G'day, we're Bonza, Australia's new and only independent low-cost airline servicing regional domestic routes. Cheers, have a great day. Good on you, Bonza. (laughs) Is that from the CEO of Bonza or what? The marketing. It's great marketing, well played. It's a good idea, though, because if we had the planes already, even the AFL recruiters 
could fly down and stay limber for the big flight down if they had to watch the Tassie under-18s down here in Tasmania, God forbid. Yes. <laughs> it's a strange text, It's a real bean your bottom. It's a strange it? text. Um, another one here. Good morning, SEN Tassie team. The frustrating part of the Macquarie Point project, the naysayers from the political parties continue to criticise the process which occurred in the past. That's Hobart history now. Priority should be on focusing on how to fairly assess and hopefully approve the precinct project. Ms. White continues to not understand, saying yesterday she would redirect $375 million into health. That's from George. Thanks for your text this Good morning, morning George. George. Again, a text text a looking to the future. Yes. Not the past. The, the, the budget for health interests me, and I've got my notes here from the other day, but we spend, I think, is it $8 million a day on health, around Something about like yep. $7.58 million bucks a day. Yep. 45 days is the total spend we'd have on the, the stadium. Well, that's why I can't wait to speak to... Russell. To Russell, because mm-hmm. he, he talked about a lot of the stuff that's been spoken about is if we build this stadium, we're putting the state into more debt. And his report says actually, over the twenty years, the more the more money we're putting into health as opposed to stadium, is putting us into worse debt than putting it into the Mac Point Stadium, which will eventually generate profit. We'd love to get your thoughts this morning. You might have a question for Russell Hansen, the author of the reporting to Macquarie Stadium and the economic benefits. So let us know, 0437 We'll probably get to ask him, but where did it come from, the well, report? He, he was, he's was just passionate just about it. in the paper. He was passionate about doing he it. He just said, yep. here's this. Wasn't commissioned, wasn't paid. Been ticked off by this econ- Saul economic... Saul Leslake has ticked it off, who's one of the leading uh, economists, economists in Australia. So, so he's rung him and said, can you look at this Tick for me? Tick this off. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Okay. 0437 Let us know if you've got a question for Russell Hanson, who joins us after 8.30 this morning on the show. We're off to another break, though. On the other side of it, uh, the toughest segment in Tassie Radio, questions without notice or question without answers. Whichever way you look at it, it is difficult. Uh, that's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast.